0: Welcome to Mirror the official podcast of Great Lakes Stainless, episode thirty-eight. This is Mike, Paul, and Travis, and on this episode we had Abby from Spark in the Dark, which is a really interesting local nonprofit, and I, I was really impressed by it. I thought the the, the model was uh, unique, and I really think it was cool the way she came about it. It was just kind of a she overheard a conversation in a store and was thinking about Bible study. How was that at a Bible study? I thought it was at a store. Basically, the whole premise of it is basically connecting the have-nots with the haves. I just thought it was, it's such a, a timely thing, because right now we've, you know, we've never had more division um, politically and even economically. The, the wealth gap continues to grow more and more, and this provides a, kind of an avenue for those who need help, to get it from those who can provide help. And it's all kind of... Right now, it's a, it's a Facebook private group, but they're working on an app. Uh, she was talking about Facebook is... They obviously have a tendency to change the rules and regulations and don't do the best job of informing uh, the, the their users. And so what can happen is um, you could do something that you've always done, but all of a sudden you're in violation and they can shut the group down. And so she's saying it's... it's kind of a burden to have to try to keep track of all
1: that. Yeah, right, and, and, and the inability to mine their data. To, yeah, to, uh, that's another big thing. Use it for even greater good. That
0: yeah. yeah, that was something really cool, I thought, because a lot of times they are going to be right on the, the um, I'm trying to think of the term, but they're kind of the first ones to know if there's a need present. Because uh, someone will be like, yeah, I, you know, I need a new refrigerator, or... I had a fire or this or that. I mean, there's other organizations in the area, Goodwill and Habitat Mm -hmm. and and stuff, that they can also help. They may have much more resources for that person's specific need or that their need may be in their wheelhouse that they wouldn't have known otherwise. And so uh, Abby said that they have worked with other nonprofits in the area, but the inability to mine their data, because they don't own it, Facebook owns it, they can't take it and analyze it to see if there's any kind of patterns, which would help right. places like Goodwill and Women's Resource Center. Right. So um, I just thought that was a really cool, like, additional layer to not only the initial mission or the primary mission of Spark in the Dark, but that they can take that data and data is everything now. And uh, I mean, once they get the app and they own their own data and they can, you know, analyze it and. Other organizations can use it to help people out in need. So I thought that was yeah, really really cool. Yeah, you would have yeah, um, you would have had a really good time. I think you would have really, really gotten into it. It was really really cool. So, um, oh, is that the UPS driver again? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the, the local garage abusing customers' vehicles in the name of the
1: testing. Well, you have to... No, no, it's not the local garage. It's all the customers test driving their uh, oh, test is their that their Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, "Oh,
0: we just replaced this window switch. Let me do burnouts yeah. up and down the road." <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> a,
1: it's a, it's a regular pass. Sit here and watch out my window, and so it's a, it's a pattern. It? They come down, they drive down here, it's running. They do some brake checks around here, just mm-hmm. make sure it stops. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, if they slow down, yeah. But you know, I got to do hard brake check. Yeah, Go oh, yeah, do some hard brake checks and. uh then sometimes they'll sit and, for a minute and just kind of, you know, fool with stuff and look at Windows, come, you know, down, windows the, come down. Windows come down. the Skinner crank. <laughs> yeah. Playing with knobs and buttons. Check the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they'll start going, and then they'll do the acceleration test. Hard mm-hmm. acceleration. Hard right, sure. acceleration. Test. Yep. Uh, see yeah. if you can get it to throw around on the way back to the dealership. <laughs> yep.
2: Exactly. And uh, if it doesn't, you know, hey, yeah. obviously it's perfect. Yeah. If you can hit 88 miles an hour by the time you get back out of the dealership. You're going to see some serious shit. Oh, you're going to see some serious shit. Yeah. Nice callback. Yes. That was a great movie. Thank you. You're welcome. That was
0: a great movie. But yeah, um, it was really, really cool. Because like, I thought... One of the other things I really thought was cool about Spark in the Dark, which you can uh, find right now on Facebook, if... Uh, she, I think she said there's like three questions to answer, and then you can be a part of it. And they do monitor it for abuse. There's obviously... You know, something like that, where you just post. You know, I, I need this, like a baby stroller or something. And um, they have had cases where people have said, "Yeah, I need this," and then someone's like, "Oh, I got it. Here you go." And it's, it's, it's. From what I understand, did you get the impression, Mike, that it was no money was exchanged, or oh, we didn't really explore that specifically? Correct. That's correct. Okay. So yeah. No, they're not. It's no, trade. Over not here.
1: trade. are well, Not
0: trade, but there's no money uh, gifting. You, yes. Gifting. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but people will do There's that. There's a trade. You, good feelings for your sure, old junk. Sure, yeah, exactly. um, yeah. But people will get something and then they'll turn around and try to sell it. Yeah, sure. It. So they police that. They have to. I mean, you want to minimize abuse as much as possible. Um, but uh, sparkinthedark.org is the website. And they've got some events coming up, which you'll hear about. But I thought uh, another thing that was so cool was its adaptability because... You can one week be a have-not and the next week be a have. And so it's just this constant ebb and flow and evolution of um, people just helping each other out, which I think right now is desperately needed. Everybody's so um, polarized and, you know, me, me, me and my group and my group and this. And it's like, well, you know, regardless of what group, what belief system you have, sometimes we just need some help.
3: Yeah. So.
1: And just a note for international listeners: um, You do is right now. Spark in the dark is just it's locally based. You have to be within a, a certain yes. radius of Traverse City. So uh, that's true. Um, you know, so are, some of our international listeners in Cadillac and Grand Rapids um, <laughs> may not be able to sign up. Might as well be another the country. <laughs> uh,
2: Downstaters. Flatlanders, Flatlanders. I always like that one. That's true.
0: No, thank you, Mike. Yeah, for everybody, we've got listeners in. Malaysia, Vietnam, Czech Republic. Oh yeah, I look. I looked at it last night, and we broke four thousand downloads. Wow, We're just over four thousand downloads. Twenty, some twenty-one or twenty-two different countries around the world.
2: I are who's listening in the Czech Republic? I, I am very, very
0: curious. curious. I would
1: love to talk. To Did you we someone. ever say any disparaging things about Czechoslovakians? No. no. It's hard to imagine Isn't no. we haven't. Wasn't there something? It's
0: hard now? to imagine we haven't. <laughs> yeah, we said some pretty bad stuff <laughs> about. Pretty much every culture. But, uh, no, wasn't there something in the North Sky Raptor about keeping birds in the bathtub or something like yes. that? That was like about Czech Republic. Something. Uh, yep. might, uh, yeah, we'd yeah. like to
2: apologize to our listeners, to the Czech Republic, for comments made on the Birds in you know, the Bathtub like, podcast. Yes. Birds in the bathtub, Yeah, I was shocked that. And again,
0: I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just like maybe the website is picking up on some. Bot or spam or something,
2: but I like to believe that there's someone out there actually mm-hmm. enjoying their morning vodka and cigarette. <laughs> and and
1: uh,
3: yeah, it's just, it just
1: just uh, just so everyone knows, I mean, uh, Travis for a qualification thing was inquiring about my ethnicity, and I disparaged my own background yesterday. So did you? you did.
2: I'll disparage mine all day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dutch, right? Yes, and yep.
2: Irish. Irish, German. That's why I Indian. stay in my chair
1: so my wooden shoes don't... do uh, <laughs> clop across the floor? Don't clop across the floor for the podcast. Sure. Sounds like somebody's walking a pony through here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I had the window closed, but all the wind whistling through the tulips on my desk. And, uh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Close the window. So, yeah, being part Irish.
3: Irish. I ever tell you guys about, about my windmill collection. Window?
0: What's that? You my windmill. You got a window, window collection? Yeah, right? It's awesome. Is it ironic, or is it you're genuinely into windmills? Like the wooden ones? The old wooden ones? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, uh-huh. what, Hansel and Gretel style? No, like in the like the, yes, the cookies. House. Like the ones in the Motherland. Like the gingerbread the cookies. Mother, motherland? Do you guys have, like, Dutch-themed dinners? What's Dutch food? What is Dutch food? Is it, like, German food?
1: Um, I'm not really sure. But, like, the Dutch things I know is, uh, well, Oli Wollen, which were... Um, they're like a raisin, fr- like fritters, deep fried fritters with raisin. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. syrup, pretty good, not very healthy. Not sure. uh, rice and raisins, I'm not exactly sure if that's Dutch or not. I just know my grandma made it. I really liked it until like one of the first times I threw up, I barfed it everywhere. I haven't really eaten it since. That
0: was like me in Southern
1: Comfort. <laughs> you just
2: smell that raisin, <laughs> Southern <laughs> Comfort, yeah. Oh, you you sure can get I over know. that. I have. Right. A few have you problems. many times? Yeah. yeah. That's that Irish background. Yeah. Number one, we're stubborn. Number two, <laughs> you know, we're prone to drinking. You don't say.
0: Yeah. I never knew that about the Irish.
2: Oh, not God. so much Not so much for the foods over there. No. Can um, you boil it? We'll eat it. Yeah.
4: Potatoes,
0: cabbage. So uh, are we currently hiring? I didn't check the website to see if we had any uh, openings. Yeah, out. we're still looking for uh, qualified people.
1: Uh-huh. As always. So
0: yeah, especially uh, welders. Just uh, stop uh, by, yeah. Finishers, finishers, mm-hmm. always, yeah. Yep. Come by. We will
1: train you to produce some very, very beautiful items. Yep. I mean, I see some of, that, uh, some of that,
0: some that brass out there that uh, Brian's finishing right now. Those curved, those curved, those the curved oh, yeah. pieces.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's some
0: good nice stuff. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's blow- it always blows me away how you can take something, you know, that's just got like a weld seam right down the middle, and then when you're done with it, it just looks. Yeah. nice one piece defense's always amazing I mean, those guys are those guys are artists
1: out there yeah I can't wait to see that um gaming wall we're gonna build that things' gonna be pretty cool gaming wall for Florida. 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 <laughs> it's going to Florida for a casino and oh yeah Florida yeah is yeah, it's it gonna
0: be it's
2: good. not hard rock is it
0: might be is it decorative or is it like functional' gonna
1: be doing something I think it's decorative yeah is it all brass? Oh, sure. uh, yeah, yep, all bar stock. All, um, oh, I remember that yeah. stuff. It's yeah. that thin, like yes. the eighth-inch thick stuff, two or three uh, inches wide. No, well, I think it's going to be, I think it's half-inch square. Anyway. So
0: Yeah, anyway, come in, uh, show us we'll what de- you got.
1: That. We'll definitely get pictures of that on the, uh, Oh yeah. on the gram. Oh, yeah. On the gram. Yep, check out
0: Instagram and uh, Facebook. We're on both of those. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasts, including uh, the website, GreatLakeStainless.com. News tab and uh, go down to podcasts and obviously the careers tab is also on the website. Check that out uh, regularly for any updates. Uh, But again, even if you don't see anything there, come on in anyway and show us what you got. Uh, And uh, we're always looking, always looking for good people to add to the team. And of course, it's always really important: subscribe, rate, and review. View us is at the wall there. Yeah. Oh wow, what kind of pattern is that?
1: Random. Yeah, it's just like a just a random a random pattern. We're sending a couple pieces and it looks like four pieces. But yeah. So that's what it's gonna look like. Whoa. How big is that? Uh that is it is fifty eight inches tall and uh wow. hundred and almost twelve feet long. So like like five by twelve. Inches. Wow. That's, yeah, kind that's kinda cool.
2: cool. Yeah, well, that
0: looks look pretty cool. Sweet pretty sweet. Is Zach gonna be
1: doing
2: that? He's kind of uh I, I do
1: not know probably
2: but He's a ginger, but that guy can weld, man. No soul, but he can weld. <laughs> Soulless
0: even. Oh, uh, God. Your people are most of your people are gingers, aren't yeah, they? they are.
2: The Vikings. Yeah? The, that's that's uh, why. You know do you know that? That's why the red hair is so prominent in Ireland, because the Vikings.
0: Oh. Uh, yep. How do you guys feel about the Scotch? Scots? Scotch? Scots. Scotch? Okay. I the like people. Scotch. Okay. Yeah. Well the people, not the drink. Okay. <laughs> that's me speaking for
3: all <laughs> all, all Irish, Irish as a, ancestors. as the spokesman
1: for the <laughs> as a spokesman for the Irish people anyone who has any shred of Irish blood yeah I will be the spokesman yeah.
2: and I'm literally probably like I don't know maybe 20% Irish maybe I think that qualifies me I'm pretty me. sure it's a little higher than yeah. that <laughs>
1: yeah i I think
0: it's more than that oh we better wrap
1: overrated. this up before we really get in trouble. Oh, Let's talk great. about Germans.
3: Okay, yeah. there
0: we uh, go. No, we see what happens when you piss Germans off. Yeah, What's, uh, One of them takes things too far, usually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. got to watch out for that one German always. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, bud. Take it down a notch. Take about 20% off and yeah, you can avoid a lot of trouble. Uh, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Here's some paint. Just kind of
2: paint some more German shepherds. Yeah.
0: yeah. Which, that's very accurate, because Hitler was both a painter and a dog lover. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I thought you were talking about Angela Merkel. she <laughs> <laughs> I don't know,
2: maybe. Hitler was. Yeah? Yeah, he painted German shepherds. Um, yeah, I believe it. As far as I know. <laughs> How did he get them? A- from all my right. information I've got on that, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Ah, that's where you got it from.
1: Okay. Why would you want to paint a German shepherd? They're beautiful dogs, Mike. I know. Why would you paint them? Get that all over their fur and... Oh, God. And what color would you? paint What him? color would you paint him? I'd paint God's color on a German Shepherd. Isn't good enough? You're on Paint him. God. How do you get him to hold still till it dries? I don't know. We are like knee deep in dad joke land. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm you,
2: saying, you are
0: so good at it. My brain immediately <laughs> thinks of it. You, I mean, I, you catch me off guard with those every single time. <laughs> I should be used to it right now. I should expect
2: it, should, it. but. That's, yeah. when you, that's when you know they're good, when you don't so, see them. So, when yeah. you
1: say paint a German Shepherd, that would be applying paint to the dog. Make a painting of a Ooh, German, German Shepherd did. would be to uh, yeah.
2: create its likeness that's on the uh, He might have painted German Shepherds. I don't know. I don't even know that he painted paintings of German Shepherds.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. He was a dog lover. I wonder if it was just like...
2: And now I feel paints your blue. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would have been way more ironic if it was like Spanish terriers or you know. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah right. He
0: painted him to look like German shepherds. Yeah, uh, I don't even know if there's such thing as a Spanish terrier, but your white fur is inferior. Be <laughs> black and brown. But <laughs> that's <laughs> ironic for him to have that yeah, attitude. Yeah, I guess. So, okay. You think it would be the opposite? Maybe you, yeah. yeah. you think he'd be taking German shepherds and being like, "I'm gonna make you fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or do you think that would be?
2: it. Yeah. You think. Anyway, now that we've... He's a crazy guy. Now that we've officially just, you know, pretty much alienated all of Europe. Mm-hmm. Eastern Bloc. Oh, that's fine. We did that. I'm pretty sure though. we got the uh, the Asian Asian countries as well not mm-hmm. too long ago. Yeah,
0: well, a lot more of those. We've got to be careful.
3: Yeah. Uh, tune in we, next week we, we, can't, we get can't, to the uh, we,
1: we can't let Trump do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right, yeah. We
0: yeah. got to Yeah. We are American. Part of the... Part of the contract is uh, ridiculing other nationalities. That podcast is great. Fuck, <laughs> I love that podcast. Ah, listen to them guys. Yeah. I don't know why we went to England with it. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> after a long way around, here is episode 38 with Abby from Spark in the Dark.
4: run by with me um is there anything specific i know we want to do an overview of spark in general
0: yeah um really uh, like we were talking about on the phone uh, the whole podcast kind of started out as a way to get to know the employees a little better and get to know their stories and everything like that and we started to branch out to nonprofits and other organizations in the area like we've had habitat we've had goodwill um just did uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters Women's Resource Center. Nice. And Sue had mentioned um, you know, your organization. I love her. So. She
4: is wonderful. And she said to say hi. Well, I, so. I just emailed her uh, yesterday. I emailed everyone. I'm like, I'm sorry I'm a week late emailing <laughs> you. But here's everything you asked me for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, perfect. Um, I would love to – so we're on Facebook right now. Okay. Uh, I would love to – if I'm able to work it in here. Uh, I'd love to touch base, too, on the app. Sure. Because uh, that's what we're, we're working towards right now because we have grown so big yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we've outgrown Facebook. Okay.
0: That's uh, <laughs> That's an accomplishment to outgrow Facebook. <laughs> right.
4: So uh, I'd love to touch base on that at some point.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So um, we can start if you want to introduce yourself and uh, Spark in the Dark and kind of what you do there and what
4: it's all about. Perfect. I actually am going to... Some of this I have written out, even though I do this all day. I'm like, I want to really start saying these words. Um, You just want me to do like a hi or a yeah, whatever
0: you whatever you like. Yeah.
4: So my name is Abby. I'm the founder and executive director of Spark in the Dark. I'm super excited. Uh, Spark is reimagining what it means to be a successful nonprofit by connecting people in need directly with people who are able to help. Uh, Spark is one of the most efficient and effective nonprofits in our area. We connect 11,000 needs a year, which is right around 30 a day, wow. uh, and all online at that. Okay. So, um, so kind of the way it would work if you were using the group is you would go into Facebook right now, uh, request to join Spark in the Dark, which is a private group, mm-hmm. and then perhaps you are, I don't know, a single dad, you just moved into your first apartment, uh, you don't have a bed for your kiddos, you're able to actually post in the group and say, hey, I really can't afford this right now. Um, I need a twin size bed for my daughter for her new bedroom, and then people in the community—all ten thousand of them in this mm-hmm. case—can actually step up and say, "Hey, I've got a bed you can take it. I just remodeled my, you know, my own guest room," and people are able to give and take accordingly. Okay. Pretty cool, huh? So. Yeah, that's.
0: I know. I really, I really like it because it's not. I' know, I know how this is gonna kind of sound. it's not okay. <laughs> it's not it's not focused on any like specific you know group or anything like that, which um, that is still needed, obviously because I think what can happen with a lot of charities is they try to spread themselves too thin and in the end, they're not as effective as they could be. But I think um, with your model, you know taking advantage of social media that and you know and the exposure that it provides is that, you know, what you're focusing on isn't like, you know, this demographic or age group or this specific disease or whatever. It's just, it's need is what you're focusing on.
4: Right. We kind of take, um, I, I very much pride myself on the fact that all, you know, we take all walks of life because frankly, I don't think I've met a person in my life at this point. Maybe you have, that hasn't struggled at, at some point sure. because we are humans and life is really hard yeah. and it is even harder when you don't have a support group and so many people don't. Yeah. Uh, in mm-hmm. nonprofits, I call it the gap, kind of what you're yeah. talking about. Like I refer to it as the gap being the gap between services, uh, well, the gap between communication rather where nonprofits have to create kind of strict rules and regulations around their programs yeah. because donors of course want to know and rightfully so where their yeah. money is going. And it's such an important thing to be able to say, well we helped these people in this subset and I know that you yeah. really care about single single moms or veterans. And so we're gonna focus on this with this program because mm-hmm. they need I mean, let's face it, they need money too. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. they need money to keep their doors open to help people but unfortunately um the rules become so restrictive that you're not helping the people that need it most uh so we kind (laughs) of we took the whole thing and flipped it on its head and took away pretty much all of the rules outside of some basic you know be kind uh don't take advantage of people but you know exactly who you're donating to you know you know at least the story they have told you will meet with them you will give them the item and we will all be humans together
0: so this is, it almost seems to me, and I, I purposely, you know, I checked out the website, and, but I purposely didn't do a deep dive so that I could, you know, ask the questions that somebody who wasn't familiar right. with the organization would be asking. Um, so it almost seems to me like a like a curated barter system. Is that an accurate description? Um, you would say.
4: So there's not necessarily trading like there would be okay. in the bartering system. It is more... I'm in need of this and then you give it because you don't need it and you happen okay. to own it. Um, I see what you're saying. However, I will say, um, I really thought when we started this, you know, in fact, I started it with 25 people that I knew in my life needed help uh, with physical items or stuff, right? Right, right. And with 25 people I knew had the means to help but maybe had never thought of Helping maybe in that way, and that would not otherwise meet these original twenty-five. Right. And I smushed them all in a group together. Okay. A very professional term. <laughs> and, and so I smushed them all together. I wake up. There's three hundred and fifty people, and all of the people that I thought were going to help versus be helped, totally opposite. Uh, the people that I thought needed help were giving stuff away to other. It was instilled still huh. to this day with ten thousand one hundred members and some change. It'll change before I even leave sure, the room. Sure, um, There is no one giver or uh, person in need. It is, you know, sometimes Sue needs help, and sometimes Sue can help, with. right?
0: Gotcha.
4: It's really fascinating. You've got a, for, like a mom a, or a dad would be a great example. Yeah. I might not have much to give. Yeah. I might need 12-month baby clothes. But I also have six to nine month baby clothes to give away, right? Sure. Because I have those items.
3: Sure.
4: Uh, So there is a very nice balance uh, amongst humans. Nobody is above anyone else. Okay.
0: Um, Mike, this is Abby. Hi, Abby. This is Mike. Mike. Nice to meet you. Yeah, we just got started, man, so it's not, you know, yeah, there's a whole lot. But we're talking about uh, Abby's organization, Spark in the Dark, Mm -hmm. which I don't know how familiar. You are with them, if you've heard of them. not so familiar. Um, Perfect. So, yeah. So, I like educating. Uh, yeah, So, yeah, if you want to yep, like, know what
4: you've So, Spark in the Dark runs entirely online, and it connects people in need directly with people who are able to help. Uh, so, I was just telling him, we have 10,000 members right now, and we connect right around 11,000 needs a year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, with no necessarily uh, strict boundaries on who needs what. I will say it does need to be a need, not a want. Sure. Uh, being, I, I need food, um, I need... Yeah,
1: my kids will need phones. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
4: That's uh, So that's our balance. It has to mentally, physically, or emotionally have a, a true negative impact on you or your family. So not having clothing, not having yeah. food, those are needs. Flat screen TVs, and despite what some people would like to argue with... Christmas decor and Christmas lights are right. not needs. Right. Uh, right. Really, the only holiday part we give in on us Christmas trees, and that's because people like to buy them for each other. Uh, sure. <laughs> but beyond that, it has to be a need. Um, okay. And so people are able to post in the group and say, I'm in need of, you know, a new refrigerator. Uh, sure. And then somebody else will say, Hey, I remodeled my kitchen. I've got one sitting in my garage that I didn't know what to do with. There you go.
0: <laughs> I, you know, I, I, the more I, I told her I purposely did not do a deep dive um, into Spark in the Dark because I wanted to ask questions that somebody that was unfamiliar with it would ask. Just to get, you know, it, when someone listens to this and is like, well, what is it? They would be like, oh yeah, I would ask that question too. You know, I'm, I don't already know about it. Um, but what I the more I hear about it, the more I love, it's like the adaptability as people transition in their lives from... Um, have not to have, they can pay it back. You know, pay it forward, whatever term you want to use. But it, you know, and people will go back and forth as they have, they can give, and as they have not, they can receive. Right. And the the way that it takes advantage of social media and the internet to, it's just kind of like a self regulating system almost, where no matter where you are in your life, if you have a need or you can give, you have this vehicle that allows you to take it to do that to help other people.
4: Well, and what a cool thing if you, you know, wake up one day and you're feeling philanthropic, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. And I don't make you, you know, necessarily fill out you four hours worth of paperwork and you don't have to go through training. It's just, you know what? I wanted to have a garage sale, but I'm making it a free sale. I can't uh, yeah. tell you how many, how many free sales happen a year where they invite. <laughs> oh, if you come yeah. from Spark and you let us know that you came from Spark to our garage sale, anything you want is yours. And that's, I mean, and people don't really like. There's not abuse. Uh, we thought there would be. Sure. I think I remove someone every six, one person every six to eight months that takes well, advantage. Okay. Uh, you know that gets something and sells it, but yeah. I, there's there's ten thousand. There's ten thousand members, uh, right? So I,
0: yeah, I was gonna ask how you monitor and regulate against uh, abuse. I mean,
4: let me. I'll tell you a secret. Okay. <laughs> um. The first people to tell on you if you're doing something bad will almost always be your significant other, <laughs> your best friend, or your mother. All right. I get Good. phone calls from those three parties. All of it. Like, uh, if there is something fishy going on, I think by 90% of the people I've removed, it comes from one of those three sources. That's awesome, though. Because it stays anonymous. Yeah, yeah. They know it does. And no one likes to... I mean, I've got best friends, and I would totally tattle on them. Uh, if they were... Well, if
0: they're doing something like that, it's like, hey, hey. I mean, I, I would think... You're not being a good friend if you let them get away with that.
4: Well, and you've got. So I told you, we uh, instead of putting up all of the boundaries around um, uh, like rules and regulations, we kind of knocked the box down altogether, and we all live in a glass house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you can post in the group that you're in need of a bed, but if there's ten thousand members, chances are you know what a hundred of them, sure. loosely some more close that's a That's a dangerous game to play because that's true right because everyone is is watching you and everyone is helping you and yeah. and while so while it's private it's not so private like it would be behind a closed door right um, you have to ask the community and and humble yourself a little bit
0: well I also think it's you know I think everybody's got kind of a sense of justice, and when you know you essentially have this online glass house, people are going to Say hey, 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 wait a minute! Yeah, right. I, I know you. You have one of those. Or, this is or, this or, is not accurate. Right, right, right. You know, and I mean, I think, um, and we talk a lot about social media and stuff on the podcast. You know, in some cases, the social justice thing can get extreme, but I think in this case, it 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 works to its advantage it works to spark's advantage where it keeps people in line it keeps people humble you know because if they know that hey if i step out of line i've got this you know massive community that's gonna
4: call me out they are
0: right away they
4: are quick too man our, our admins are fast but uh and we are really good it can be really you you know if either of you have social media accounts Facebook is kind of almost an inherently negative space anymore. Um, And so we have somehow, you know, by the grace of God, created this tiny little bright spot on the Internet. Uh, We're happy vibes only. And I have about a 30 second turnaround rate where if there is a negative comment, Mm -hmm. 99.9% of the people do not see it because we get tagged so quickly by the community that it's like, or seventeen other people before I can say anything. Uh, hey, yeah, not at that's all. not cool. Yeah. Like, don't, don't behave like that. Um, don't be unkind. If the whole internet worked like Spark, we okay. would all be better for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, um,
0: I actually I deactivated my Facebook account about a month, a month and a half ago because I was so tired of exactly what you're talking about. It is nothing but negativity. Any, I get it. Any comment section of anything you go to is just—it's mind-numbing, <laughs> and it's got it's so. I think what you've done is so difficult to do, to have an actual positive space on the internet. It's absolutely I really it should, carved out our own yeah, little cave. should be applauded because that is thank so you. difficult. I mean, we're all so cynical, me included, today, <laughs> that uh, it, it's so hard to find something like that. So it congratulations. Is. Well, thank you. you.
4: Yeah, I. How, uh, how uh, long ago did you, you start? Uh, so... Technically, I started it in 2015, and then in 2017, we filed for our 501c3 status, which is like a nonprofit status, um, because we had lots of people um, kind of stepping up and asking if they could donate uh, financially, and at the time, comically now, I think there was probably only 1,200, maybe 1,200 people in the group even two years ago or three years ago. And even then, I was like, man, this is too much to manage on Facebook. I don't have the tools that I need. So I felt that way three years ago and now, or two and a half years, and now here I am with 10,000 members and we're working on building an app to get off of the inherently okay. negative Facebook sure. space uh, where we can create kind of our own, our own energy and not have to follow the um, insane and constantly fluctuating rules of, um, mm-hmm. of Facebook. 'Cause right now if Facebook changes a rule, I have to change my rule. Yeah. Uh, if true. not, they just remove the group.
0: Yeah. And they're <laughs> well they're kind of in a flux right now because there's like, these, there's like yeah. these antitrust things going and then there's all kinds right. of Yeah, but that's,
1: that's, that's the Yeah, that's the scary thing about Facebook. I mean you work so hard, you get ten thousand people and they can just like that. Off. You're yeah. done.
4: there is a very popular um, there was a very popular and perhaps slightly volatile uh, Facebook group. A very large one, even bigger than ours in this area. And um, Facebook changed their community standards one day. And they, for the record, they don't tell you. It's just you find out when you break the rule. You're like, oh, oh, all right, sorry about that, right? And they don't have a help center or anything like that. So uh, they changed the rule, and you can no longer post animals to give them away. Uh, Like, So someone maybe has a litter of kittens they're trying to get rid of. Oh, okay. Uh, Only designated, like animal shelters can can post animals uh because you know the small chance they might be used for dog fighting or baiting or something crazy like that uh which for the record is a 80 percentage uh and so they changed their community standard and this page happened to have someone that posted a cat with Uh kittens whole group shut down just out of nowhere they sent him a message and said hi fix this or we're not turning that back on Wow. So for us, who used to let people give away, you know, kittens and pets and rehome lizards and weird things, that's no longer an option. We are not allowed to help animals in any way Mm. uh, without Facebook coming down on us.
0: You know, unfortunately, you see that a lot where, you know, you've got this tiny, tiny minority that, um, it comes down to people letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. Right. You know, it's like, yes, you you have... um, it's very unfortunate this happened once or twice, but then to make the entire group pay for it, you know, I just think there's got to be a better approach than that. Then there's this blanket reaction of like, you know, abuse,
4: okay, shut the whole thing down. And it's like, nah, I just I don't right. think it, that doesn't make sense to me. There's no grace at all. Yeah. There's no... A gray area. It's like, yeah. why is it always black and white? Especially yeah. on the internet where nothing yeah, is black, black and white, white. ever. <laughs> Yeah. And
0: I think people use that argument a lot in political discussions. If you talk about, like, social programs or welfare, it's, the, it's like, well, there's abuse, so shut the whole thing down. It's like, well, how many people did that help? I, <laughs> Let's
4: I think just, about that, too. I just, um, I just recently had that conversation this morning with oh, yeah? a really great uh, donor of ours, and we were kind of discussing... Um, people taking advantage and i mentioned earlier this idea of taking something and then in turning around and selling it yeah and we do have some rules around how much you're allowed to take you know we try to limit people to three items a week Mm -hmm. um and we'll remove posts if they keep asking and keep asking uh and the reality is people figure it out pretty quickly who's constantly asking for things and so rather than us having to stop letting them ask most people just stop giving because they've you can see everybody's mm-hmm. whole history on, on Spark when you click on their name. Sure. You can see everything they've asked for, everything they've commented on in the last three years. Right. Uh, and so he and I were having a discussion right. about how, you know, right. it's frustrating to see someone abusing this system. I'm like, you know, that's true. But that's one person out of 10,000. And even if it were 100 people out of 10,000 for us, what is that, 0.01%? That's- Taking advantage um, in the... Do the math
0: minor. Is that
4: percentage?
1: Right, 0.01? 0. Right? 0. I think 0. 0.1. 100. 0.1? 100 out of
4: 10,000. One percent. Yeah, 0.1%. He's a math minor. Perfect. Right? So
1: oh, point, yeah. p- point 0.001 of them, but 0.1%. Okay. Right, there we go. I like point, to make them work. That's, you did good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Quick math. At least I gave it to you in like 10s and 100s, right? Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. you've got 0.1% of this whole population. Oh, yeah. And the reality is... is Say, worst case scenario, they take three items a week for six months. That's like 700 and some, right? Not 72. It's 72 items every week for yeah. out of 11,000 needs, 72 needs yeah. from that one person were. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going to get in my soapbox box here. But <laughs> uh, we had a woman who got a stroller from someone in the group. Okay. Uh she was so excited about this stroller. She's excited to take her new baby for walks. She was a stay-at-home mom, didn't have a car. Uh, and then she ended up selling this stroller on the marketplace, like, that night. And boy, oh boy, was the person who gave that stroller really angry. And I yeah. get this whole long message, and right. we talked through it. And a lot of people um, would likely react by just, you know, off i'm removing that person to heck with you you're banned for life for this one bad thing you did and i was still early on as we were exploring and so i messaged her and i asked her like like you're really excited what happened yeah. she said you know my food stamps got shut off uh and i didn't know my card was frozen i needed formula for my three-month-old baby and i had no money i have nothing of value to my name and now i didn't have anything to go buy it I had to make a choice. I wanted that stroller so bad. Yeah. But my child had to eat, and that was more important. All right. Right? And so there's this gray area of like, oh, yeah, I would do that too.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, so we're all we're always so quick to judge until you put yourself in those shoes. You're
0: absolutely right. And that, that was awesome that you took the time to find out what was going on. Because, yeah, it would have been so easy to be like, oh... There you go. Just another greedy person. And right. It, I know. I personally believe everything is circumstantial and it's a lot more complicated than people
1: initially think it is. And that goes for every issue. Oh, like, That's a yeah. Anytime something's going on here at work, someone's like, What the where does that come from? It's most likely very very good chance it really doesn't actually have to do with what's going on at work. Right.
4: It's almost ah, always so grey gray area. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. Or the, Yeah, or we'll get the, you know, I looked at their Facebook. They sure don't look like they need anything. I'm like, well. fair enough. I put my best foot forward, too, on <laughs> exactly. the internet. At least oh. if I'm smart, I put my best foot forward exactly. on the internet. Exactly.
0: And that's that's what people forget, is that, right. you know, the snapshot of somebody's life that they, they have curated and put online is not representative of who they are.
4: Right. That is such a small, tiny little piece of, of yeah. the true story and, frankly, I'm usually thankful for those people that don't, you know, air all their business on yeah, the Internet. I'm uh, like, good for them. Right. They it's kept like, it I, private. That, yeah, it's
0: like, I don't care what you had for lunch. Don't post pictures of your sandwich. All right? right. It's not even a good sandwich. <laughs> no. So, but, no, I've heard, uh, you know, kind of elaborating on, on that point. Um, there's been a lot of research lately, you know, teen suicides have really gone up, especially in, in women or girls. And a lot of the evidence is pointing to Instagram. Twitter, all the, the social media where um, everybody, including these celebrities, that, which celebrity worship is a whole other issue. <laughs> whole know. other topic yeah. that we could dive in. But it, what it's encouraging people to do is to constantly compare themselves. And so you're comparing yourself to the best this person has to offer. And you're comparing your everyday self for when you're not doing so great. Right. And you say, well, look at this gap. It's like, well, I guarantee you that those people have just as many issues in their lives as you do, but you just don't see them. you
4: the unfiltered. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, like uh, the whole thing with, um, you know, glamour magazines or whatever, and and young girls are like, well, you know, why don't I look like that? It's like this is these people's job to look like this. Literally, they get paid. To look good. And they still got to get photoshopped. Right. Yeah, no, exactly.
4: <laughs> like their whole job and they still yeah. aren't good enough, you yeah, know, it's like, so
0: quotes. You're a student or if you just enter the workplace, um, you know, you're busting your ass every day just to make a living. What if instead of working at your job, you had a team, a literal team of people working on your hair, working on your makeup, buying clothes
4: for you. Making clothes right. for you. going to the gym. Like going to the gym. Going to the gym is now your job. Yes, it's like, don't... Which, and, for and, the and record, sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> no. I, I agree. No
0: Physical labor, I don't know. I'm going to pass on that's that. Why, that's why Mike's got me sitting at a desk. I don't, I don't, I don't do well in the shop. I,
4: I work on the internet remotely.
0: Sure. So
4: I've, you know, I've really upped... Upped the game for you. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. No, I still have to get up and walk around every now and then. Oh nope. So, I know. <laughs> no, no, no. Can we get a porta potty right by my
1: desk?
0: Can we get? Can we get a porta potty right by my desk? i to walk. This okay. walk
4: this oh. way? I'm getting married next month. Oh, congratulations! Well, thank you. Uh, and I told you um, off air here that I co-host a radio station. Yeah. And so the joke is radio bot. Right? Because <laughs> you have to stand in front of this mic and you get yeah, like three minutes days. off and two minutes on. And so you really never leave this tiny little box yeah. for five hours. So he keeps threatening me with Radio pod. Ooh, and I nice. keep explaining that my dress is being custom made so that it fits around my body. I don't have to fit into it.
3: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs>
4: like They're building it around me because I just love cupcakes. Oh,
0: like, who doesn't? Right. So how long have you been doing that
4: gig? Uh, I just started, not this week, last week. Would okay. have been my first, September 3rd. Uh, so I I've at this point I've done so many interviews uh about Spark kinda statewide that now right. I co host a radio station. Yeah. Which station? one oh uh, one nine W L D R. Okay. It's a good it's a good at workstation. station. Oh, there you go. Uh, I um, it's been fun though. It's yeah. been a new adventure and I told my mother that if I just talked enough eventually someone would pay me to do it. <laughs> I'm 30, but nice. it took some time. <laughs> uh,
0: do you have a background in broadcasting or uh, any education or training in it?
4: I have no education in any of the fields that I work <laughs> yeah. in. Sure. Although I, I think been, most
0: people find themselves in that.
4: <laughs> I've been saying that since I was about 16. Well, what, are so. your, what are
0: your degrees in again? Uh, elementary education. And you're Perfect. the president yes. of, a uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> of a manufacturing company.
4: Sometimes it probably feels yeah. like being an elementary principal, yeah, I would imagine. That, yeah, yeah. Not
1: yeah, to no, um, degree. <laughs> I'm sure
4: you're my over the years. Yeah. yeah, my background is primarily I um I worked at Williams, which is a car dealership. Yeah i yeah. uh, here in town for seven years in marketing and PR and oh, I nice. was a sales manager, so I ran one of the showrooms at one point. Nice. Uh and then I like a crazy person. Uh, left, cut my salary in half to go work at a local nonprofit uh, for a year before going to Spark full time.
0: So it, I'm assuming it made you happier.
4: It. I honestly, I've loved every minute of it. Um, you know, it's always fun to guess when my paycheck might come, so, uh, but uh-huh. that's okay. Uh, it's been worth it. I, what? It's 2017, so we've connected. Thirty thousand situations since In I two years yeah and yeah. yeah like two and a half years two
3: and
4: a half years yeah that's awesome. um, and so like I can't really be mad about you know helping no. thirty thousand needs and even if I had to go back to you know a day job uh, tomorrow I would be really happy that I did it. So where did the idea for Spark come from? Uh a Bible study of all places. Oh, okay. Uh, I hadn't. I was kind of church shopping. <laughs> I guess yeah. you could call it. And my friends were always inviting me to these women's Bible studies. Uh, Things to know with me, I am a guy friends kind of a girl. Uh, I've never like really had close relationships with many females. And so the idea of a woman's Bible study was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember walking in and being like, yeah, it's not too late. Like, t- turn That's around, run away. Um, I told that story live on stage at the women's, uh, Grand Traverse Women's Luncheon. Mm. So that was great. They told me not to. I did it anyway. (laughs) Uh, And so I am much more shy when you first meet me and don't, you know, put a mic in my face. And so I'm sitting at this table and there's this woman to the left of me having a conversation with another woman about how she really wanted to volunteer and she had just gotten done She had like a weekend long training, like a five or six hour training course she had to do to volunteer at this nonprofit. And then on her first day of volunteering, she ended up stocking the food pantry. And then the next day it was paperwork. And then she finds out like a week into it, she's actually not allowed to interact with clients because of HIPAA and all of these, these rules. And so she was really disappointed. Not that those jobs aren't important and lots of people prefer them. She, however, really wanted to connect with people. And with the people she was helping, and she couldn't do that, uh, and so she was really, really disappointed. And she's talking about how, like, oh God, now I got to go back and fill out paperwork for 17 other organizations, and and you know, kind of mopey about it. I didn't have time to do it then. I don't have to. so. On the other side of me, simultaneously, uh, I think they call this eavesdropping, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I call it people watching. <laughs> sure. And so on the right side of me, there's an older, uh, kind of more established woman and a younger gal. Younger gal had just gotten. She'd been couch surfing for a few months. She had gotten out of a really abusive relationship. Uh, couch surfing, finally found an apartment, you know, in Traverse City, Michigan, and she was telling this more established woman, like, "Man, I don't even care uh, that I am sleeping on the floor with a blanket and there's little, zero furniture in my house because I got it and it's mine and I did it on my mm-hmm. own and like this this pride. I think we all." We all have that in us, right? This, like, pride of, I don't need anybody's help, Uh, you know, (laughs) Z-snap. So (laughs) she had this pride about her, and this established older woman says, you know, I've had an entire bedroom set, you know, a dresser and a bed and a headboard and a footboard in my garage for two years. Keep saying I'm going to sell it, but I just never get around to it. How about you give me your address? My husband will drop it off to you tomorrow. It's yours. Hmm. now we're talking about this prideful young girl uh and i what this is gosh four years ago and i still get all uh worked up about it because all of the pride in that girl's face of like i don't need anybody i got it on my own just gone i mean Hmm. you can tell she's on the verge of tears and she says you know i my friends and my family wouldn't even help me Hmm. why like you don't know me why would you help And this woman's answer was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And it was, because I can. Nice. Because I have something to give and you're in need. Nice. And that was it. And, you know, I'm over here trying to not not cry (laughs) because I'm not supposed to be eavesdropping. But also, what a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. And there was no, like, are you going to sell it later? Are you going to actually, do you really need it? It was Uh just, I have this. I'm not using it. You You said you need it. I'll take you at face value. Hmm. And so you just kind of learned, like, we all love to be independent i get it me too yeah Uh, i was a single mom for a long time with young kids but the reality is is we all need a little help we all need support we all need connection and you don't think about it until you don't have it and somebody so freely offered yeah that's true um, that's so great. that's kind of how. So I went to bed. I had a really crazy God dream. That's what I call it. <laughs> I woke up in the morning. Oh, I know how to connect people and yeah. not worry about you know who they are or where they came from. So I did it with 50 people. I woke up. There were 350 people. Now you know, a few years later, we're at 10,000, 10, and we grow by about 400 a month. Wow! Um, and have been for the last yeah. two years. We've been consistently growing at 400 members, and now we deny about 400 a month too. Oh, Because wow. uh, they're outside of Traverse City. Uh, well, 60 miles of Traverse City. That's your geographic range. Yeah. Right? Okay. And so uh, 400 a month come from Kina outside of that area and try to join. Um, so we're working on it. And but so <laughs> the, the app is, um,
0: you said you're going to kind of transition to the app. Um, and you said that was to avoid Facebook's, like, constantly fluctuating rule base. Yeah. Is, is it also, like... Um, how do, you, how do you foresee managing that kind of growth? I mean, that's just explosive.
4: It has been. I mean, so beyond that, t- that member growth, we have 1,200 posts a month that yeah. we approve and probably a 1,000 that we deny mm. for that need, want, yeah. or verbiage, or whatever it is. Like, So probably half get denied. So 1,200 a month, we had 149,000 comments last year from so, July to July. Holy cow. And so we got four administrators, you know, trying to, like, constantly mediate. Yeah. yeah. Um, So with the app, right now on Facebook, beyond the community standard issue where they're constantly changing their rules on me, Mm -hmm. uh, they also own all of our data, all of our information. Um, That's
3: true.
4: And that's fine. But I just would rather know that it is in the trustworthy hands of my board and I. Uh, and being used for good, not evil. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Uh, not that I think that purposes. targeted marketing is a bad thing because, you know, I don't want to go look for pink and orange sheets. So if what? they just appear and I like them, that's all the better for me. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but in this scenario, the data that we have the potential um, to collect, right, everything can be good or it can be bad. And if I am able to look in Traverse City, Michigan, I know because I've been doing this for years, car repair. Car repair is one of the biggest needs and the most unfulfilled needs in the country, but here as well, sure. there's nowhere that fixes cars. Mm-hmm. Um, cell phones, oddly enough, something we don't consider a need because we still think of phones with cords and plugged into the house. But anymore, if you don't have a cell phone and you're looking for a job,
3: Uh-oh. where are they going to call you? Yeah.
4: Like, uh, and so there's these under these underlying issues, and I know that. But nonprofits really struggle with collecting data uh, because it's mostly volunteer-based. So they're Uh, trying to always collect via handwritten or, like, typing it into a computer. But, man, if you're seeing 50 people a day or whatever it is, that's really hard to keep track of. And then, you know, if Sharon came in not once but four times for the same thing, is that one need or is that four needs? Mm. So when it's met and closed, is that four or is that one? What does that look like because they came in each time but it was not new Um, and so you it's really hard to track and get actual accurate data
3: okay
4: Uh, now if you and I are going in uh, to the app that we're working on building and say I'm Anita fill in the blank I know that it came from you I know that it's not new I know it doesn't matter how many people comment until that need is met it is a need and once it's connected so we'll be able to say hey this year, Traverse City, Michigan, 7,862 people asked for car repair needs. It's your biggest need in this community by 20%. Huh. So if you want to make some sustainable change and actually make a breakthrough and move that bottom line up, get a car repair program. So then, like, the Rotary and Community Foundation can seek out organizations building those programs and give money to them.
0: That's such a great idea. Right.
4: Yeah. Do you and it's so you simple. It? Um, and it helps everybody. It cool. doesn't got to be – data is such a dirty word. <laughs> um, but it really does not have to be. It's got a lot of potential to do great things. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I've seen a bunch of – you know, I subscribe
0: to the TED Talks uh, podcast, and there's always a ton of stuff in there about, uh, you know, businesses using data to, to – data-driven. Uh, film Everything. <laughs> Everything. So have you found that other nonprofits or – local government has come to you to get data to help drive their decisions in the future?
4: Um, so because I don't get to pick my data right now, uh, I can't... I mean, you can scroll through. That's I can true. type in the word car and see everybody, but I'm also scrolling for the next four days, trying one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not the most efficient thing. Uh, however, we do at this point have a at least one representative probably from almost every at least major nonprofit. Uh, so when somebody asks about eviction... I can give them kind of my base knowledge, and everyone that has gone through, say, NMCAA or Goodwill Inn can explain their experience, And right? So everyone becomes this pool of resources because they go, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so want to help me because of, or they help me because, or, man, you're really going to need to bring your license and your social security card, right? They all help each other, but more importantly, a representative from that organization at this point usually comments and says, hey, you absolutely qualified. I'll send you a message. Let's set up a time for you to meet. Oh, that's great. Because crisis doesn't happen between 9 and Mm 5, Monday through Thursday. Uh, And so we have Kenda nonprofits at this point. Um, And when we build the app, we'll actually be able to connect them right to all of those organizations too. Like we're building it in to help nonprofits too.
0: So not only is it providing its initial core mission of, you know, connecting people in need. Um, but it, it's also almost serving as like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I had it in my head and I totally forgot. But yeah, uh, our point of first contact for other.
4: Right, kind uh, of that mediator, the bridge. <laughs> too,
0: yeah, so that, that's so great. So yeah, Goodwill whoever can work with you guys and to identify needs maybe quicker than they would have
4: otherwise. Well, yeah, because everything's real time right. for us. Yeah, That's like some of those
1: things, you know, maybe we had the Women's Resource Center on, and, yep. you know, I didn't think about that. I mean, you know, afterwards I was thinking, well, sheesh, maybe I should have used that. On, you know, but some employees in the past, you know, people aren't aware of the resources that are out there to help them at all. Yeah. And right. It's, uh, and even if, even if they are heard of them, they don't, they're not going to understand them or think about them, but they do. Have, if they go to the community and do that, they're much more likely to get a hey, if someone from there says, hey, give these guys a call, they help.
3: Right. Now
1: your chances just went up, you know, tenfold that what well, was contact this organization. Are you are aware of them now and you've gotten a personal, you know, a uh, personal recommendation from, you know, a, Yeah,
4: it's like a warm a warm yeah. transfer is what they yes. call it in yeah, the service right. industry, right? Uh, yep. Where someone introduces someone else. Yeah. And it's one of those things where the people that we all typically want to help most are not the, you know, far and few between that you hear about abusing the system, right. Uh, right? That are have found the perfect level of income to get exactly what they need from everybody. Right. Uh, that's not really a thing for us because, again, we have no box. So there's nothing that you're trying to, like, squeeze or – I didn't give you a goal of fitting in. Uh, you just ask when you need it. And so a lot of the people that come to us have never been – um Kalkaska the Kalkaska apartment fires is a great example the manager of that apartment complex reached out to me and said I've got you know 14 people who have nowhere to live and they're all moving into these new places when the time comes can I have them post here to get their furniture and stuff mm. uh they had stable housing they had you know they were living their normal lives and suddenly yeah. their house prints down and they have nothing and they've never been here before and um, there are so many organizations. It's hard to know who does what and when and how. And what do you even Google, right? We go, oh, well, Google help. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, house fire. Right? What do you, what do you Google if you have no clue what the well, resources yeah.
3: are? That's, yeah, yeah. The, the
0: Google is at both is both. Uh, a blessing and a curse. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's got everything and nothing sometimes. You know, it's it's almost right. it's uh, options paralysis when right. you got oh, I found 10 million results.
3: Okay. Well, right. You type.
4: You type the nonprofits down. in Traverse City, and you know. The chart trail is fantastic, but it's not really helping you in the house fire, right. and it's going to come up. And so yeah. it does you zero good if you don't know what those nonprofits do. Sure. sure.
1: Um, yeah. No, but I can imagine with the app, I mean, you know, we've done that as far as data here. We've been, did a bunch of our own, you know, coded all the different, we set up some categories for the different kind of work and started coding them that way. And that gives us a tremendous amount of insight into, you know, the business. Same thing with that. So you can say, all right, what are our categories? Cars, appliances clothing sure. food you know kid stuff and now you can filter those and get that you know I mean, all these requests just at the click of a button all of a sudden you're getting you know that'd be amazing data to get up.
4: well and bonus I points love me a, i
1: love me me a chart
4: yeah. <laughs> me uh i may become much more logic based in my as i get older because i well, there's got to be a method yeah. to the madness and right now, there really is not. We yeah. are we are the method.
1: <laughs> I would say, and I would say about eighty percent of the time, the data backs up what you already know. You just have to prove. But then there's the other twenty percent, which have been, you know, I mean, there's things where <laughs> you go, across what? the organization. Everybody's like, "Well, we know this, we know this," <laughs> and then you run the numbers and be like, "Hey, Whoa. guess what? Everybody's wrong."
4: <laughs> mm. April fools. <laughs> yeah, April fools. Yep. But wouldn't it be nice to like, especially in the nonprofit, world, do you know if it it's like a forty? God, is it a $40 billion uh, sector? Like $40 billion in the nonprofit world every year. And that is before, like, government money comes in, okay. where it's, you know, 70000000 money, Paul. we gotta yeah. <laughs> got to look into the nonprofits. profit so sure. Yeah, <laughs> nonprofit. No, $40 billion
1: sitting there. Give me
4: a few years, and I'll give you billion. the data yeah, yeah, yeah. to help you. Yeah. Uh, so is that something you do? I mean, mean, it was, it was elementary
1: thing. education, not middle school or high school. Oh, side, true. So, Let <laughs> me be clear. So. Yeah. It's
4: not, it's not quite that level yet. It's <laughs> not there yet. It's, um, and it's so...
1: May, may, have a, may have been a connection. I missed it. <laughs>
4: So we've got the data the data factor of being able to collect information. Um, we've got, you know, we're making our own rules. There's no negative space on our, on our app. We've created our world, so to speak. Uh, expansion. Uh, we have six, seven, seven states now, uh, cities in seven different states that have reached out to us and said, hey, how do we get a spark in our community? Mm. You can't. <laughs> um, because it takes the majority of my time and effort right now. To, even with four of us, to manage these 10,000. I can't even fathom having another Facebook group of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people. Right. I will lose my mind. Uh, I'm a pretty stable person, but throw that in there. It'll be too much. Uh, And so we are kind of courting the right people in the right cities um, as we are building this app so that we can be ready to go into those five. Yeah. Uh, so we, or our focus is five pilot cities uh, in the first year of building the app. Okay. What's crazy about that is we estimate around 10,000 needs in the first year for each of them being met. That's a really, like, comfortable number. I'd rather um, under-promise and overperform. Yeah, one. for sure. What's crazy about that is if I have five new pilot cities in the first year and they all connect 10,000 needs, that's 50,000 needs, which is quadrupling our current number, which... For the record, it's already I mean 11,000 needs is an insane number for any nonprofit. Yeah. Even a nationwide nonprofit, that's a that's a strong number. So to say, yeah, in our first five cities in the first year, we can do 50, and mm-hmm. in the second year we can do 120 mm-hmm. and you know, so on and so forth. That's a huge deal.
0: Well, if you're if the growth that you've already had just around here is any indication, I think that's
1: like you said easily easy. a conservative
0: right i'm being estimate. very <laughs> but especially
1: if you go into a bigger market than yeah because traverse, traverse is I, I mean, mean yeah th- nationally it's not that big of a city what, it's 15, just a little
4: 19, fifteen thousand. i think it's traverse yeah. city in, proper. The, in the yeah.
1: 60 mile area you're probably getting a couple hundred thousand people
4: all right. Right. Yeah. i think it's like miles. 250 in yeah. the five counties or so is it? okay mm-hmm. there you
0: go and yep. so yeah and and with, it yeah it's like grand rapids that's all in one little area
4: and Well, and we find that our model works really well, too, on kind of like outskirt rural a little bit. Like Traverse City has got quite a bit of money in it. Uh, And some of the outskirt towns maybe have less resources and less money. Sure. What's cool is we bridge that gap, right? I mean, we don't have a line. We don't have a brick-and-mortar place. If you don't drive and you really need help, you don't have to drive to us. You just get on the Internet. Uh, Most people have the phone now, and almost everywhere has Wi-Fi. Uh, And when 5G comes around, everyone will. And so you've got this unique opportunity of reaching people in rural areas that really need the most help. Uh, And again, that neighborly I come from, a really small town, where taking care of your neighbors is important. Uh, And so to know that your neighbor is struggling is half the battle. And now you can know that your virtual neighbor is struggling and you have that opportunity to step up.
1: You and I are in a situation where you kind of don't uh, understand the, you know, the safety net. No, yeah, we're that you have from because you know, even if things oh, you know, um, hell, yeah. we get some in laws somewhere that are going to take us. Like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, no, yeah, we we're no, we're completely are, privileged or something like that. Yeah, I mean, even absolutely. if you know, even if those resources go away, and there are people out there, you know, especially, you know, man, I can't imagine some of those kids coming out of foster care when I mean, you turn eighteen. Yeah, and it's just like, well here you good. go. Here Something you go. More. It's like, what? 18? <laughs> I'm still oh. so dumb, but 18 was another level of...
4: It, it, right? Yeah, oh, you yeah, know, to think you that... Gotta, you, you got to get
1: out and you got to make all these decisions. You yeah. Gotta, you know, to expect after me going to be able to, to run my life? Yes. Right, I'm 30 well, and I still make poor decisions <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Get a, car, get a car, get a job, get an apartment, you know. Ooh. I mean, this job will probably pay Right. Get 12 bucks an hour, so you got to be able... And yeah. also, can't you can't that, do right. any
4: of those things until you literally turn eighteen, which is also your last day, right? right. Like, yeah. you can't go. You can't go buy a car. Like, right. I mean, you can, but you can't at eighteen. Let's face it; you don't got credit. You don't have any. You can't get an apartment. You can't sign a lease until the day you turn eighteen. So right. you can't look at seventeen. Right.
0: Like, yeah, and then they say it's like, well, you went to high school. You got a, you got a diploma. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> How is no one about the Revolutionary War algebra going to help me with a mortgage? You know? <laughs> it doesn't, for the exactly. <laughs> So, no, we, I think we do a poor job to, in, yep. right with our education system, I think we do a poor job of preparing, yeah, we prepare kids to take multiple choice tests on subjects they'll never use. But, right. You know, in in what different? world
4: is there just one right answer to right. any question? There's very rarely like one. Yeah. It's like and a it, bad, it, worse, better. Right.
0: And it's like I think they, we need to really focus on teaching kids how to think, not what to think. Oh, like, that's you can, perfect. You know what I mean? Because I think you can look up. Like I know in, in college I had a lot of professors that were like, they just did open book tests. And people were like, well, you don't learn anything. And they're like, let me tell you, when you get out in the real world, you get in a lab – Nobody's going to expect you to memorize that formula. You can go grab a book and look it up. Right. The, the real test is, do you know what formula to use in this situation? Right. Like, oh, that's, t- that's totally right. So, the I mean, that's a good you know, there's plenty
1: of, plenty of knocks on the education system. But, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you see all the time. I mean, the kids in Japan and China, they're outscoring us in all these India. tests. Yeah. yeah. Guess where they all still want to come to finish their education? Here. Because uh, all they're doing there is teaching them, you know... What? The right. specifics are really good at drilling that in. Yeah. Not very good, you know, culturally or in their education system about, you know, the problem solving. Yes. Uh, how open-ended to how to think that, yeah. which, uh, you know, to our credit, I think we I'm, do a little better job. Was evidenced sure. by all the people wanting to come here.
4: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. I went to Iceland, oddly enough, a year ago. Sure. Um, my fiancé is the best, uh, and he doesn't really work for nonprofits, so at least the same way I do. Mm-hmm. So so he's a little more stable than I am in income. So I'm like his traveling buddy. Yeah, right. And we went to Iceland and we met, in particular, this like 16-year-old girl had already graduated high school. Like she spoke five or six languages. Yeah. Uh, she was coming to America in the summers on a visa to like study at, I think it was something crazy like Juilliard, no. uh, like dancing and stuff. Yeah. And her visa got kind of wonky um, when a few laws changed in traveling. And so she was talking about how it's going to take her, I mean, probably years to get a visa again. It um, got messed up. The poor thing was stranded in the airport uh, to find out her visa didn't work. Oh, man. Uh, and so she was, but you couldn't have killed that girl's love of America. Yeah. Under any certain... I mean, it was like, oh, I can't wait. Like, I got three yeah. years of paperwork I got to do, and I got to give them $2,000. And so I'm working here, and I have two other jobs this summer since wow. I'm not at Juilliard. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, yeah. it's just one quarter yeah. of the people I knew worked as hard as you, buddy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Then, yeah. I, I think I get what you're saying. And, um, you know, my, my dad was from Europe, and so he's got, like, a unique perspective on um, the American attraction. And he's, like, really um, – and he's, like, really super into history and really well-read. And so he's, like, you know, the attraction to the rest of the world is the opportunity. He goes, nowhere else in the world can you um, make it like you can make it in The art. rags a- to riches. Yeah, and, and he's, like and, – and I agree with you. There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of problems. But in the end, that's the reality is that in most other places – um, if you're born into one class, probably gonna die in that class. That's that's, just, that's it. That's just how it is, and that's how the culture is set up. That's how everything is set up. So, but here, you know, and we all love to talk about, you know, you've got the wealth gap, and you've got um, the rich getting richer and the poor getting poor. And it ebbs and flows, and like everything, is cyclical.
1: Yeah, it's um, been pretty much flowing in one direction for quite some time. <laughs> oh, As yeah, we all know. Don't, don't oh. give it too oh. much credit. It's um, a serious problem.
0: And, but so <laughs> that's the real attraction. That's why people want to come here, because they have that chance, and they have the opportunity that they may not necessarily have where they're from.
4: Well, so what's yeah. interesting to, let me do what I do the best, bridge the gap here. Mm. Uh, um. 'Cause you're right, Europe a like a lot of those places have better education than they come here and they use that education to their advantage to take the opportunity. So our kind of declining education system is creating less opportunity for our American mm. children than perhaps people coming over. Yeah. Uh, now if there were say entrepreneur, entrepreneurial entrepreneurial <laughs> courses and stuff in high school yeah. that that taught kids how to take advantage of that incredible amount of opportunity yeah. that we have. That's a game changer. And then we could all talk less about who's taking whose jobs because we're teaching our children in showing them how to seek those opportunities out. And I think we're really, really missing some stuff. I think, though, opportunity. The other problem is, (laughs) is,
1: uh, you know, that the constant flow uh, for the past uh, number, couple of decades at least, but the constant flow of wealth. Uh, just upwards, yeah. and the stagnation of the wages yep. across the middle flat middle class is really what it's doing. It's starting to create the same thing you yeah, got in Europe, where you're born in that class, you yeah. stay in that class. It's that's a, hard it's because to... because yeah. the uh, no, no, I mean that's exactly what's happening. Because yeah. the amount of money that those people have is uh, selling it, Oh, it's staggering. I mean, just yeah. staggering. The wealth gap is. I, mean, I, got, I got a I got a friend who's a development director for a very successful nonprofit here and i don't know how like i mean he's just a really fantastic guy so which is probably how he does it but he is i mean people have so much money i mean you can't even oh, right. comprehend it's... i mean you can't even comprehend the the durability of that kind of wealth oh yeah um and quite frankly i mean nothing really against any one individually but as a society is something we have to look at and we've done you know much better in the past, um, which was much better overall for the success of the entire country from preventing such extreme accumulation of wealth across such a small amount of the population, which really is, you know, it it creates a a durable, I mean, nothing's indestructible as far as goes. people have, you know, individuals have shown amazing proclivity to waste vast sums of money (laughs) in a very short amount of time, but still. Challenge
3: accepted, right? Yes.
4: Well, and you—you're right. It's like um, it's one of those. You—we were just talking what moments ago about kind of our own privilege and how we can't even fathom. Sure. And i, I have a you know a friend or two that is very well off, and I think sometimes they struggle to see when I'm talking about someone like there was a woman that needed a gallon of milk on Spark and posted because she didn't have like, two pennies to rub together. She needed milk for her one-year-old. And she asked, and the person I was like, "Why do not she just go buy a two-dollar yeah. gallon of milk?" I'm like, "She can't." She doesn't have. What milk. do you mean? She doesn't have $2? Yeah, like two dollars. Yeah. Like, nah, everybody has two dollars. I'm like, not everybody has two dollars. Some people have negative two hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, right? They can't even get a bank account anymore yeah. because they have a negative balance.
1: Yeah, yeah they owe the
3: paycheck place. So
4: you can't like. You, right. So you can't be like way up here sometimes and understand. The situation of this human, and there's so many yeah. degrees of separation. It's sometimes really hard to have conversations with those enormously wealthy people about, like, yeah. hey, in in real life, yeah, um, yeah I,
0: you know, in right. this reality,
4: like you know that you're wealthy, but I don't think uh, once you hit a certain point, you can ev- you you yourself can comprehend right. your level of privilege and wealth.
1: No, generally, you're you know, you're um, no matter what your income level. Uh, the amount that you need to be comfortable is about one and a half times what you're currently making. So yeah, yeah. That I'm not. No, that's a, just like a studied thing. That yeah, that sounds about right. More, always want more. Always want more. Yeah, yeah. I, like you, well, you like make more, they ask, you spend uh, more. Yeah, one of the Rockefellers. You know, <laughs> how much money do you need to be happy? And his answer was just a little bit more. Oh, well played. And so he, already, placed he, already, he already, he already, hey, Well, I mean, it's the human character. It's uh, I know, want, I want, I want. through the Bible, you won't find anything different. It's uh, it's just I think another case of
0: culture and society outpacing evolution to the degree that we just don't know what to do and we go nuts. Do you know, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? you're going to buy all the Bugatti. <laughs> right, because it's, uh, it's just, you know, we've, well, I just heard something about um, nutrition, how, um, you know, our bodies have evolved over the thousands and thousands of years to we, the things that we find tasty, <laughs> Are because they provided a benefit. The reason we like sugar is because it's pure calories and energy. And back on the savannah, when you found something like that, like a piece of fruit once a week, oh yeah, you went after it. You eat all of it. Right. Now we've gotten to the point where we have such an excess of everything. And you know, and also we've developed things that taste good that don't provide nutrition. And so our bodies are like, well, no, 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 no. it tastes good. That means it's good for us. So just keep eating that. Right. And,
4: you know, it, it mimics a taste, exactly. but not It never,
1: never hits a shutoff button. No, says, exactly, uh, because
0: your body also has an inter- internal regulation that says, all right, you've gotten enough protein, vitamin B12, you name it. We don't need that anymore. You're fine. But when you're not getting, you're getting that input of good taste. But it's got nothing behind it as far as nutrition. So your body's like, we don't have enough of that. You gotta keep eating that. And then three cases of Twinkies later. I'm not talking
1: from personal experience. You know, you're like, what have I done?
4: (laughs) I regret nothing. Uh,
1: (laughs) Speaking of wise money decisions at 18, I went to all time in college. No, I bought a case of Snickers though at Sam's Club.
4: Oh, I like your style. Yeah.
1: And a TV. Again, wow. I'm I 30. Really I would do both it. of those things right. still. So
4: more proof that we're just not prepared to right. make right. decisions.
1: Maybe not, that's maybe not the best use of my lip response. But, you know, I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, snickers are delicious. Is.
4: Oh, yeah. the ice cream snickers. Yeah. Yes. That's where it's really at. <laughs> Absolutely. I we, was, di- we digress. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. I was
0: always partial to the crunch ice cream bars. Um, I don't know about it. Fair enough. Yeah. So do you think... That that's another benefit of Spark in the Dark is that it can kind of give people, it can give the haves a perspective that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise?
4: Yes. Um, I told you I learned uh, quickly that there was not one giver and not one receiver. Mm-hmm. And I did not, Sp- Spark's gone left a lot of times when I was planning on going right and I just kind of follow along because sure. um, I You know, trust higher powers than myself to handle some of this stuff. And to know, like, I think sometimes, first of all, on on the one end, on the giver side of things, you're constantly hearing about, like... These people that are abusing the system and that are awful and are taking advantage of you—and frankly, it makes you a little bitter. Like True. I have plenty of days where I, I feel a little bitter, and then I go into Spark and I put my foot in my mouth real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm like, well, why can't they just do this? Why? Why can't they pull up their bootstraps, yeah. right? Like I—I oh, yeah. I came from you know, um, a, an upbringing that that maybe would not have been expected that I would come out where I am currently. Uh-huh. Uh, and so this bootstrap theory is actually like near and dear to me because Ben, ben there, done that. Sure. Um, And that's just not the case for a lot of people. Yeah. And But when you keep hearing the same messages over and over, they're abusing the system if they just work harder, if they just yeah. do this, if they just want to make that stupid choice, if they just want to sell that. And that's all we hear until we start to think that way. So to see this person laying out like, These five steps that got them to where they are, suddenly you go, oh, yeah, I would have done that, too. Like, I could be that person. Look how close I am or I have been uh, or I have done that very thing and I went right and they went left and that's why they're... So it gives you this insight. And then on the other side, if you are someone that is struggling and all you hear about is how if you would just work harder and do better... And, you know, and obviously your whole life situation is because you suck at making choices. And and you constantly hear that that is... Can you imagine waking yeah. up every day and maybe you are on welfare? Yeah. And yeah. all you ever hear people say is, you know, we need to take these people off of welfare. They're freeloaders yeah. and they're awful. And you are, you know, in a, in a wheelchair and unable to work. Like, we don't know. Right. And sort of constantly hear about how you're a drain on the system and how bad you suck. Yeah is really, really emotionally devastating. And so to get into SPARK and to see that, like, there's someone that needs a box of food and you happen to have extra and you're able to give it to them, changes your whole perspective on on what people keep telling you you are. Because you have the capacity to give, even in your worst moments. And there's something empowering in knowing that you have the capacity to help, even if it's not a lot. And how much it means to somebody else. Oh, yeah. So it's, well, it's kind of a full circle perspective.
0: Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think that's one of the biggest lies that was ever sold to the American public is that, like, you are your choices and nothing else. It's like, no, I, I, your, your life, you know, like you were talking before about the path that anybody has taken, you know, either to wealth or to poverty. And it's like... I would argue those people that obviously there's people that have done the rags to riches thing. Like my godfather was one of them. I mean, he started out with nothing, and now he's you know worth a lot—hotels, bars, restaurants, property, everything like that. But it's like if he said, "I'm where I am because of the choices that I made and nothing else," I'd say wrong. (laughs) It's like it is way more complicated than that. Really think back into situations where you just got lucky. And let's be honest. That's there what Terry
1: always says, and I think I'd rather yeah. be lucky than good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you don't have, have
0: any
3: control
1: over that. Yeah, absolutely. Look back yeah.
0: at those situations where other people helped you out, right? You know, yeah. we're talking about connections, and Spark in the Dark really emphasizes that. That's like, I'm not saying you didn't work your butt off. Of course you did, and good for you. You did what you could, but don't sit there and tell me everything you have is only because of you and nobody else. That's not the real world. No, it's not no, the real that world. is no.
4: never. I. I am very much a case of that, where it's like, again, I told you, I, that's, I started with not much when I moved up here, and, you know, I had my son at 17, I had this mm-hmm. whole kind of mess of things, and had it not been for certain employers, and, uh, like, Bill Chichester over at Williams, who gave me every opportunity, guys, that I did not deserve, like, <laughs> he's like, hey, you're going to run this department today, I'm like, hey, you know, What? like, okay. you'll figure okay. it out, I, I trust you, you're smart, and... Uh. To have this, like, kind of thrust on me and, like, to know that if I screwed it up, he wouldn't be super angry, just a little maybe, Mm -hmm. but I could not, there's no way. I got, I, you know, my personality lends itself well, I make friends really easily, I'm pretty outgoing and bubbly, and if I had a different personality, or I maybe, you know, was a little bit less of one thing, who, who knows? knows. Yeah. If I was less, you know, if I had anxiety or social anxiety... I obviously do not, but if I did, um, it would be much different for me. Right. Um, and thank goodness I developed that piece to kind of get me where I needed to be. But
0: Yeah, I think people forget that. That it's like where you are in life is this um, just conglomeration of all these crazy factors that have come together. And if one thing was off, it could have gone totally different. And right. I think as a culture, we need to start... You know, focusing on that and not being like focus on yourself and nothing else, individual, wow. individual, individual. Me, 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 so me. Right? It's like no, nah, no, no, that doesn't work. That's not how it's no. ever worked, and that's not how it's ever gonna work.
4: And yet so, we shun that. Like yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it just takes a spark. Mm. Oh, well done, boy. It. you to sing this song?
4: I tell you, it's one oh, of the. Uh, Let's <laughs> say. I really, I really named it well every time a city uh, or someone calls me and says, hey, name. how do I get a spark in my community? Oh, well,
0: um, perfect. I mean, you said the, you were into marketing, man. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I would right. love to say I, I planned that. No. I did
4: not. Um, no, it's like we talk about like this, you know, everyone's all community oriented and community gardens and, and so on and so forth now. And yet, when it comes to needing help or getting ahead, it's mm-hmm. you, 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 like, me, 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 me. Yeah, like, like you need smart. to do this, yeah. you need to do that. I'm like, wait, what happened to the whole teamwork concept? Yeah. No, yeah. It, it doesn't count. Does not apply. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's weird.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Been, no, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know what you've done, and so
4: it's been uh... <laughs> yeah
1: fun to fun to hear about it today. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so uh, kind of as we're wrapping up, how do people
0: get a hold of Spark in the Dark? How do they donate? How do they uh, communicate?
4: Uh so the best thing to do is to go to sparkinthedark.org. Okay. Uh in most everything, I mean our direct connections, so our Facebook group, there's links to that. We're actually in a big fundraiser uh this next few months called Swing Shift in the Stars. Okay. Uh so we're selling tickets to that. We have a show September 20th and November 15th. Okay. Uh so if you're interested in donating, that would be a great way to do it because okay. I've got about 18 tickets I still need to sell. Okay. Uh I'm the crazy person that went swing shift event in September, wedding in October, swing shift event in November. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: uh, and then end of year everything. So, right. you know, I'm really looking forward
3: to it. It's going to
0: be a fun couple of months.
4: <laughs> Who doesn't want to plan three of the You're biggest right. events they've ever done uh, yeah. in one three-month period? Yeah. I will be completely gray-haired next thing you guys see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll put all that in the show notes as to, uh, or in the intro and in the show notes, and so people will not have an excuse to not. Know Perfect. how to get a hold
4: of Spark. And then there's, yeah, and then our donation pages, you know, there's, all okay. oh, there's credit cards, there's a place to send checks, there's, I made it really easy. Sure, for you you. got to. You no, to don't. do that. <laughs> And if you wanted to get in the group, maybe you don't have money to donate, which I get, that's half the reason we started this sure. all, right? Uh, you're able to go to Facebook, if you type in Spark in the Dark, you'll see Spark in the Dark TC, which is more of an informational page to let you know what we're up to. Ah. And then Spark in the Dark is a group. It okay. will ask you three questions uh, that you need to answer to join. Okay. And from there we'll be able to let you in and you. that's kind of where the magic happens. All you know, right. The spark happens, good. the fire, whatever the you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right Very guys. Good. guys Thank thanks you for so having
3: me. Yeah, appreciate you. it.
2: Yep. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So that's what that
0: snake was. But we found a uh, what kind was
2: it? Uh there's one I saw up in the UP and I couldn't I didn't know what kind it was. And this is saying it was a ring necked snake. Oh. This little dark green, like really dark green Dang snake, it. but it had like a blue band around its neck. Oh, I've never seen one. I've never seen. It was only like that long, so I'm on the trail. I believe that's a
1: stupid band.
2: But there was a snake in our
0: yard, and he, like, was shaking, I mean, physically, and you know, so we had to just grab the axe. And I actually felt bad for killing it, because I'm not. Like, for spiders, I'll torch the bastards, I don't care. I mean, scorched earth. I have no problem with it. See, i got spiders all over my house. But, well, I mean, they're, I'm not going to lie. They're beneficial. But yeah. I'm not dumb. They have their role in
2: nature. Yeah, I actually felt bad for killing a snake, but I mean, I'm not going to lie. My mom, she sees a snake. She'll just go get the shovel out of the garage. Yeah. If you don't care where it is. Yeah. She'll just cut it right up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my niece thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. Really? Oh, she loves it. Ellie? No, Ellie's little sister, Marley. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she yeah. like too. She thinks it's great when grandma kills the snake. <laughs> That's, and, and Will's the same
0: way with snakes as I got him with spiders. Yeah. You know, people... Are, I've heard people say, would you have one spider or a thousand bugs? I'm like, I'll take the bugs. I don't care. I'm just terrified of the damn things. <laughs> so yeah, if I if I didn't think I was going to burn down the whole neighborhood or my house, I would have a flame door. And just... Have you ever done yeah. the trick with the flashlight at night? Where you walk around and you put the flashlight... Right next to your eye, if you have a headlamp, it works too. You basically oh, need... I was
1: thinking of a different trick with a flashlight. No, are you sure it was a
0: flashlight we we're talking about? Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, um, use the light source needs to be as close to your eye as possible, so that when you shine it, it reflects off the spider's eyes and back into your eye. It's the only way you can really see them. You've never done that. No, have you oh, if you look up, it's real bad in the south where they've got a lot more spiders and stuff. But yeah, in the summer, a nice warm night, take a flashlight and get as close to your eyes as possible, and just walk around the yard. and You'll see little pinpoints of light, and it's the light reflecting off the spider's eyes. It is sick how many there are. Or the dew
1: in the grass, but
0: what well, could be the dew? No, nope, I ain't the dew because sure, you walk yeah. up, walk down, sure as shit, man. But there's videos, if you go on YouTube, do you do this to scare yourself? <laughs> Sometimes you, you, I'm pro- I'm you just tell your own fear. I'm a masochist, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: i got to keep myself in line somehow. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can. Man. Paul just yeah. pulls <laughs> on the defense,
1: grabs a flashlight, and heads out in the air. Yeah, eye. exactly. Yeah. Just shits him. Sue's doing her nails, it. and she just hears,
0: ah, ah, ah. Yeah, Paul's out spider-on. Dan's doing it again. Dan's <laughs> doing it again. Mom. why is, Why do you drink? That's why. but no it's there's videos like there's a guy in north carolina that posted a video and his backyard is carpeted with the things they're all wolf spiders Hmm. i mean it's just carpeted i would say i would argue 20 per square foot that's how dense they are yeah it's it's terrifying so yeah
1: i would just wolf spiders you just uh wait and listen to them howl yeah just listen
0: listen (sighs) to the wolf that's true Mm -hmm. i can do that
2: Yep. Anyway. <laughs> you saw a wolf in the UP. I did see a wolf cross the road in front of us. That's freaking nuts, man. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever seen one like in the wild. I've never seen one in the wild. I mean when I say in the wild that means like crossing seventy seven. <laughs> Paved, <road. laughs> Paved road. Paved road. But
0: still. still I don't know. Yeah. Gives you a window into my
2: lifestyle. Just talk not in the woods. Well, I mean, I'm 40 years old, and that's the first time I've seen one in the wild, so. I got I got two weeks, i will be 40. Yeah. You can still see, young, yeah. still see one while you're young, then. Yeah, still see one while you're young. I could. I that means have to yeah. go outside. Right. <laughs> have to go outside where there's spiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we just talked about this.
0: So, <laughs> uh. yeah, is, when I first learned that, I'm like, obviously I'm going to try it because I hate myself. Oh, it is. I never noticed that using headlamps. It can work. You just have to get the key is to get the light as close to your eye as possible. It has know. to bounce right back. And the reflection. It's amazing. It's like you wouldn't think that something so small. It's like, you know, what's the size of a period on your paper, but reflects so much. But it does. That's hmm. yeah, cool. So does eye shine
2: like a cat's?
0: I don't know that it has a color. I think it's just a direct reflection. I don't. I don't know if it's reflecting off the back. You
2: know,
0: like
1: with a cat right. guy. I'm, I think it's, I don't know. It's a good question. They have faceted eyes, so maybe it's a, you know, you can they can catch it. A... Do they? Uh-huh. I think, yeah. I don't that. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Sure,
3: we'll go with that. Yep. Yeah. Why yeah. not? not spiders have faceted eyes. I'm, I'm telling everybody. Mike
0: mm-hmm. has his entomologist hat on. Huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a big $5 word right there. <laughs> My coffee is a little warm,
2: or a little cool. Travis, how's your coffee? Well, it's a, I make fun of Yeti cups so much, and then I bought one, and I'm like, my coffee's still hot at noon. This thing's great. (laughs) And I make fun of people for their Yeti tumblers. That's a tumbler. That's a tumbler. I have a cup.
0: I I don't have a tumbler. I have just a cup.
2: I'm a big fan of it. I, you know. It works, it works. They're pretty amazing. Quite
1: frankly, I mean, we've left uh, for like three hours in summer in Grand Rapids. I remember we left a cup with ice water in it. I mean, it was whatever Dog killing hot in the car for three hours. That's hot. We didn't leave a dog in, in the car or kill it, but if there would have been <laughs> it would've been jerky. Yeah, at least it would've been <laughs> jerky would by the, been the time <laughs> we jerky by the time we got back there. And uh still it's full of ice cubes. Still full of ice, yeah.
2: Yeah, like I say, I'll fill this up like at five o'clock in the morning with coffee and it and it's still warm. But yes, I made fun Man. of I always made fun of people for their Yeti coolers. So it's like Overpriced and Yeah, but honestly. I think it's
0: worth the money. Well, wow. I think the coolest feature is the uh, the magnetic top. Yeah,
2: I didn't know that. You can lose those. Oh, I'm sure that. you could. Especially after you find out the magnetic. Right. Man. You okay over there? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Travis never
1: coughs like that drinking out of a Yeti cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink out of a Yeti cup? Never cough like that. Never cough once. That oh. hear me
2: cough? Is that my problem? If you're going to cough, leave the room. Cough. <laughs> if you're going to cough, <laughs> Right. leave the room. <laughs> yep, I can... You saw that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Trump? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rude. Yeah, it would not last long in uh, Trump's Oval Office, that was, that'd be for sure. You know, because I have original thoughts and, you know, like to discuss things openly without uh, trying to impose my belief
2: system on other people, so that's a separate that. discussion, You I guess. say all that now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If I was actually in there, it might be different.
2: Might be. So anyway, the the podcast... Yes. I was um, not here for this one.
0: No, no, that's fine. You were uh, hiking up in the UP, having a great Self, time. Self-discovery. Yep. Wolf
2: hunting. Wolf hunting. Wolf bear hunting. Bear hunting. Snake hunting. Snake hunting. Cougar hunting. Well, no, I mean, not was, that kind.
0: Uh,
2: it's like, man, I should have with you. <laughs> <laughs> They're all over up there. They're just running wild. Give <laughs> me some pointers. There Oh, Oh, man.
0: Now, as far as the bear and the cougar, who was hunting who?
2: Um. Well, as far as I know, they were hunting us. Mm-hmm. The bear, I think I would have known. But the cougar, I don't know. We just saw cougar tracks, and we followed bear tracks for quite a while. That's cool. Uh, no, yeah,
0: you weren't, uh, weren't here for that, but that's all right. Um, so can I try your Yeti tumbler? No. Oh, okay. No?
2: Okay. not sharing my bourbon with you. I mean, my coffee <laughs> with you. It's
1: a funny when 10 in the morning. I thought this
2: one was flying the final boss on LinkedIn. Chad, Chad Champion. <laughs> the final boss on <laughs>
3: LinkedIn.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Uh-oh. There's it's a town Chad. in U.P. we drove through called Champion on the other side of Barraga. Yeah. I'm like, who named this town? Because it was like Champion Sports, you know what I mean? Like Champion Sports and Tackle, Champion this, I'm like... Oh, someone with a great wow. sense of irony, that yeah. too. Exactly, yeah. Like, I don't know, damn thing, thing around shop. here, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a small town, too. Oh, wow, well, it's U.P. It's, yeah, that's great.